Welcome to the Swap It Up podcast. We are the youth speaking eco-truth. Welcome to episode two of the Swap It Up podcast. We are your hosts, Peter and Grace. Today we're joined by a very special guest, Zakia. Welcome, Zakia. For those who don't know who you are, could you explain what you do, what the initiative behind Swap It Up was, whenabouts it was set up, and what you aim to do from now on? Hi, yes, thank you guys for having me. Um, so I'm the founder of Swap It Up, um, and Swap It Up essentially came about by me being in Italy at the same time as the IPCC report came out saying that we had 12 years left until climate change became irreversible. And so my mindset switched from something needs to change to I need to make a difference, I need to make a change. And at the same time, like I said, I was in Italy where there were these clothing stalls where you could get loads of pre-loved clothes. And so I was inspired by these pre-loved clothes that were around me and give young people, teenagers, access to the pre-loved market. And I thought the best way to do that would be through clothes swaps in schools because young people are constantly growing out clothes and it gives really interest in that style because our style evolves as well. And it gives that opportunity for us to try new clothes without expense to the planet or to your wallet. And that was kind of the initiative behind Swap It Up. And it was set up in 2018, going back into school in year 11, uh, October 2018. I went and spoke to some teachers at school and got it set up. But the very initial swapping event that happened at my school was then 2019, February. What would you say was the biggest challenge with like setting up Swap It Up? I would say the initial challenge was in the last couple of years, definitely have seen that those kind of been wiped out. Um, people sort of thinking that the clothes are smelly are not washed or unhygienic in some way. Mm. And that's really just not the case. Not many people wanting to get involved or um, not necessarily the support behind it at the beginning because it was just around the beginning of sort of Greta's climate strikes and around all of that. And so it was difficult in terms of getting that support because it was quite a new thing for this youth voice to be a thing. What were the logistics like um, in setting up swap shops in schools? So the initial having to work out the kinks was around, okay, so how are people going to actually swap their clothes? Okay, it's going to be this token-based exchange. We had to come up with a logo. We had to come up with sort of like a brand and marketing strategy for it within the school. But then once we've done one, we took it to the next school and it was much easier. You just had to go, okay, this is how we did it before. This is all of the information and it was really easy to set it up. It took a couple of weeks rather than a couple of months to get it up and running. Will you say that there were like any things where you like thought that there would it would be the same and then it just went completely different? How did you work with those sorts of like adaptations? When you meet do you mean between two swaps at different schools? Yeah. So uh, because I moved schools between year 11 and year 12, I did see it happen at both of the different schools. There were definitely changes. We changed the logo in between um, and we also changed the way that the tokens worked. So we had made sure that originally they were laminated and so we wanted to eliminate sort of the plastic from it. Um, and so now they are biodegradable uh, tokens which are printed using vegetable inks. So we'd kind of made sure we'd made that better for the environment. So we had spent that summer kind of working out kinks in it. 
And then in terms of the general, like how it operated, it looked pretty similar. Um, although instead of having it so that there was a little desk outside of a classroom, we had lunch times where people were coming in to uh, drop off their clothes and it was over three days rather than a week in the second one versus the first one. But that might have just been dependent on the school and how they prefer to do it. What was the response like from students um, when the swap shops were implemented and the tokens were brought into play? Uh, generally, it was quite a positive reaction that we had from people, loads of people getting involved. I know that we had about 60 students getting involved in the very first event. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the ones beyond that, but the statistic definitely for the first one was about 60, which was, I think, pretty impressive. And then I know that it did increase more so in the next few, but I just don't know the exact statistic. The general feedback was pretty good and congratulating it and sort of saying how good it was rather than the first time we had to do a bit more convincing people around it. Um, So it was definitely good to see how it was about nine months in between the initial pilot event and the second event and it was really good to see how in that time people had been so much more open to this idea so you were mentioning with like you were in italy you saw the statistics you saw the thing that inspired the swap shops what kind of like brought it together and helped you come up with the idea of swap it up i think it's really important to have someone as a sounding board someone that you can bounce ideas off of and you can kind of come up with those together and because I was on holiday it was a family holiday that person for me was my mum and it was just really nice to kind of discuss these pre-loved clothes markets that we were going to and how much I was enjoying buying from them and then just kind of discussing hang on this is something that I think would be really good to have back at home and I started to piece together how the environmental links of it so beforehand I was vaguely aware of the environmental links of pre-loved clothes but then I got like really into it over that summer and then by the time I came back I was just like yes I'd done my research I had figured out this is something that I can really contribute to in terms of it's something really easy to switch my behavior up um moving away from consumerism of buying clothes new to buying clothes pre-loved which is something I've always really enjoyed anyway um I really enjoy going to charity shops I've always enjoyed um going and getting a nice bargain from places where it's got sort of unique pieces quite cheap and generally sustainable because they're either pre-loved or you're saving them from going to landfill in some way um and so it was just nice to put together this side of I really enjoy finding unique pieces, but I also really enjoy saving the environment. It's nice having those two together and I just wanted to develop something. Um, And so it was definitely a lot of going back and forth with my mum around just ideas and going, oh, tokens, how would we sort of make sure that it's fair that you would get the right amount of tokens for the clothing that you've brought in and how are we going to sort of justify different things um what's the operating system going to be like is it going to be in one big room and then other things like can we use tokens as like achievement points essentially in schools to help yeah. encourage people so it was just a nice sounding board to have and to get those ideas out and someone to sense check them and kind of go, that sounds like a really good idea. 
but have you thought about that was what helped turn it into something real? So it's been over two years since the first ever Swap It Up swap shop was started. So can you tell us how Swap It Up has been doing since then and what it's currently doing at the moment? So we'd had five swaps since it started. That was like really exciting. We had three schools on board and then we had another seven on board. And so it was going to be 10 in total and that was really exciting. And then lockdown happened and we weren't able to swap clothes in schools anymore because schools weren't open. Um, And then since we've gone back, it's still difficult to swap clothes because it requires a lot of people in a room together. And so it is a little bit difficult to be doing that. So instead, we've set up the creative programme, which you two are both part of. Um, We are. Yes, exciting. (laughs) We've got over 60 volunteers who are participating in that. Um, And so essentially what the creative programme is, it's about bringing together the idea of environmental action, but also creativity, and whether that's through writing through some sort of performance like dance or drama or music or visual arts in terms of creating little graphic designs or creating pieces of art that are centered around either spreading an environmental message or around focusing on nature and the natural world we've also got things such as like coming up with recipes or putting together little videos to do with like capsule wardrobes and it's generally focusing around fast fashion but then also other environmental issues as well because a lot of the time they're so interlinked and you need to kind of bring it back to what are we focusing on but generally the idea is to both present a problem but to also present a solution because there's no point in going oh we're doing this is all bad and everyone feeling a bit climate anxiety from going, oh, the world is so bad. No, okay, so this is what's bad, and this is what you can do to help, and it's all about spreading kind of positive message. And then for also people to find out more about Swap It Up so that when we are able to go back to swapping clothes, we've got a greater audience who are more interested in taking it on in their schools. And we're also at the moment focusing on a way to take the clothes swaps to be more digital so that we can reduce how many people are in a room together to swap clothes. Um, what's been your favourite thing you've like learned from doing Swap It Up? I think just general communication skills, um, because I've had to do a lot in terms of professionality, in terms of like sending emails and stuff, but also doing talks like on this podcast, where I've also done interviews on say like the BBC, and I've I interviewed last week Arja Barber. Um, and that was really exciting sort of thing for me to do. Um, and I've been invited to a load of other panel events. And so it's been a really nice opportunity to use my voice and figure out how I want to use my voice. So when I talk about communication, I mean both the physical sense of me speaking, but also communication of online, using social media, using emails to um, communicate with other professionals and um, also finding a community that is all like-minded and I think that's what's really nice about Swap It Up is that you can find a load of people who have this shared interest which is the environment Yeah. Um, and so it's been quite nice to find like-minded people through this but also other platforms that I've been working on and volunteering at such as Teach the Future so there's just a really nice climate community out there of just activists who 
we're all really good friends and I think that's just something that's really nice about it it's not so much a skill as such as just a really positive outcome out of it yeah exactly it's just a lot more positive because the climate emergency is it can be very depressing when you think about it It Um, so seeing all of this is really just uplifting so um, to those listening fast fashion can seem like a scary and unsolvable topic what things can people listening do to tackle this issue in their own homes starting now use what we've already got plain and simply we have enough clothes already on the planet to sustain us for decades we don't need to be producing more clothes you've got clothes in your wardrobe you've got clothes in your friends wardrobes you've got clothes in your parents and your siblings wardrobes and your cousins and your grandparents utilize the clothes that you've got access to the ultimate message is just we've got enough use what we've got yeah I think that's a really important message because there are a lot of brands out there that are are eco-friendly but they're so expensive so fighting fast fashion in your own home by using your own clothes is a a really good way yeah Mm. yeah just don't be afraid of trying to do something because I know it can seem scary and that it can seem quite like environmentalism can seem quite perfectionist um but really doing something is better than doing nothing and no one is going to criticize you for trying essentially um and we need everyone doing things imperfectly rather than a handful of people doing things perfectly that's how we're going to solve the uh climate crisis but what we really need is everyone working together and when i say everyone i don't just mean individuals i mean individuals companies governments etc we just need everyone going right this is our home we need to save it yeah well said yeah Thank you so much, Zakia, for your time. Um, This was an amazing interview. I've learned so much. Um, To the listeners, if you've learned something and if you've enjoyed listening to this, please share the episode with friends, family and on social media. Also, check out Swap It Up's Instagram for more on fast fashion and other incredibly important environmental issues. For more um, in-depth detail on fast fashion, there are many blogs on the Swap It Up website that you can read for free. And um, maybe today you could try out something new that could help tackle fast fashion because we all need to do something. And as Zakia said, this is our home. So thank you for listening, everyone. See you next time. Yeah, thank you.